Welcome to the University of Wyoming Today. On this program, you'll hear about what's making the news and about the people and events at UW. You'll also learn about some of the leading research that's taking place at one of the region's top universities. And now, here's today's edition of the University of Wyoming Today. Hi, Jim Kearns with you today. Let's start out the week with some good news. Jeff Kloon, an assistant professor in the Department of Computer Science, has just received a half million dollar Faculty Early Career Development Award. It's one of the National Science Foundation's most prestigious awards. Given to new faculty who exemplify the role of teacher scholars through outstanding research and excellent education. Pretty interesting research, too. Kloon and his students are recreating the process of evolution in computers, where simulated robots compete to make it into the next generation, and only the smartest survive. The brains of these simulated robots can then be downloaded to real robots, where they will eventually help for such things as putting out forest fires, finding earthquake survivors, and even cleaning our homes. Congratulations, Professor Kloon. And if any of your robots are good at cleaning out clutter, I'm volunteering to use my office for the good of the cause. The College of Education recently got some good news, too. Two of the college's academic programs received the highest possible ratings in specialized professional association reviews. Associate Dean Leslie Russ says the top recognition was accorded to both the Undergraduate English Education Program and the Master of Fine Arts in Special Education degree. Right out of the gate, the evidence showed that the faculty in those programs are collecting and analyzing assessment data related to the standards to show that they are producing high quality teachers for the state of Wyoming and the region. That's really good to hear. Way to go, everyone. This is the University of Wyoming Today, and I'm Jim Kearns. Do you remember last fall when a mock Berlin Wall was constructed on Prexy's pasture? And then it was knocked down with sledgehammers to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Well, political science professor Stephanie Anderson says the German embassy liked that so much that they've awarded another grant to the university this fall this time commemorating 25 years of German unity. Professor Anderson says this is really important for students to know. Oh, I think it's very important. Uh, this is modern history, if you will. It, you know, for most people uh, who are older than 25, it's definitely in their lifetimes. But I think it's important to bring it to the attention of the students as well. Students usually, when they think of Germany, first thing they think of is, you know, Hitler, Indiana Jones fighting, you know, the, the bad guys. And then they think about Angela Merkel and what she's doing today. But they don't really understand how they got from point A to point B. And one of the most important things is German unification. Uh, for a very long time during the Cold War, Germany was separated into two countries, and they've only been unified for 25 years. Wow, that's before a lot of our students were even born. Professor Anderson says other events during the semester will include films, lectures, panel discussions, and performances. Let's focus a little on some university research now. One of our professors says telehealth screening measures 
can help identify if Spanish-speaking preschool children are developing language skills appropriately. For more on that, here's our communications intern, Bianca Coca. Communication Disorders Professor Mark Guyberson evaluated Spanish-speaking preschoolers from rural areas. He says telehealth can be a valuable language development assessment tool. This type of project is important because there's a shortage of Spanish-speaking speech-language pathologists and early childhood providers, and the use of telehealth may help bridge that gap between provider and families of preschoolers who speak Spanish. Guyberson and his research team evaluated students in Head Start preschool programs in Cheyenne, Green River, Pine Bluffs, and Rock Springs, along with programs in Colorado and New Mexico. That's Bianca Coca, a senior communications major from Laramie, who's helping us produce this program. And here's something you might be interested in, especially if you like getting out into the Wyoming outdoors. And who doesn't? Citizen scientists have been helping to build a database about Wyoming's biodiversity by contributing information through a university website. Missy Samp explains. UW's Biodiversity Institute created the Wyoming Biodiversity Citizen Science Initiative, known as WyoBio, to allow citizens to explore biodiversity data and to contribute their own observations of plants, animals, and fungi. WyoBio Technical Manager Teal Wyckoff says that WyoBio is not just for Wyoming residents. Our goal was to get it out there to everyone and not only is this designed to uh, for folks in, who live in the state you know they may actually be residents of anywhere else even other countries around the world but if they're visitors to Wyoming they can also use this tool and contribute what they saw while they were here so we really do have a broad audience and it's growing every day. More than 100 data contributors have added more than 1,100 observations to WyoBio since the website was launched a little over a year ago. Thanks, Missy. You can learn more about that program by visiting wyobio.org. We don't report a lot about athletics on this program, but did you see the impressive list of athletes that were inducted into the UW Intercollegiate Athletics Hall of Fame? Men's basketball player Marcus Bailey, Ashley Elliott from the women's basketball team, golfer David Hearn, who's been making a mark on the PGA Tour, baseball star Jeff Hewson, who played several years in the big leagues, football player Joe Romano, ski coach Quentin Skinner, and the 1981 Western Athletic Conference basketball team. And can you name the three members of that team who later went on to play in the NBA? And finally, congratulations to one of our engineering students, Megan Jacobs of Sheridan, who was runner-up in a writing contest sponsored by the ConocoPhillips office in Billings, Montana. All of the company's summer interns could submit papers about their work, and Bagan's paper on Bach and Crude was second among 43 entries. Nice job, Megan. I'm Jim Kearns, and that's it for my time. Thanks for yours.
That's it for this time. Join us again for the next edition of the University of Wyoming Today. Today.